You're welcome to Mountain Springs Church Podcast, a podcast that brings you life-giving teachings and sermons from our church leadership. We hope that as you listen, you will be blessed and edified in your walk with Jesus Christ. And now, stay tuned as we bring you the teaching for today. Hello, this is Fidelis Odogo. I want to welcome you to this edition of Mountain Springs Church Podcast. Last week, I talked about a subject that I titled Perspective, a Faith-Based Value System. When I was talking about that, I did mention that I'm going to continue with part two, which I'm doing today. And I just want to kind of bring flesh to what I started with when I talked about perspective as a way of life and as a way to deal with some situations and circumstances in life that is based on a faith value system, speaking of a mindset. Now, I'm kind of bringing that, you know, to a point where I would emphasize on faith as an unseen reality. So today I want to title this, Faith as an Unseen Realities. Now, what does this tell us? I believe that two worlds or realms exist before us physical world and the spiritual world. Now this, I don't think it's new to anybody, but I think because we so much emphasize on the physical aspect of life, we sometimes forget that there is a spiritual world out there that is more real, more than even the world that we live in right now that is physical. There's a spiritual world as well as a physical world. But you and I know that we exist here in a physical plane, in this, in this physical world, and we are used to doing things that are based on physical realities. And that's the way the world is wired. It is wired in a way where we only do things that we see with our eyes. We only feel or approach the world based on physical evidences. And that's really how the world is wired here right now. But I really want to draw our minds to a world out there that is very, very real. It's a spiritual world. You know, we as humans are more focused on the physical world, much, and so much of our decisions come from what we see and not what we perceive in our spirits. Now, as much as I want to say that's unfortunate, that seems to be the way we, you know, have been trained. We've been trained to make decisions based on physical analysis, what we see, trends, ways of life, the things that exist around us through pains and gains, through feelings and all that. You know, that's the physical world and how we, that is how we access the physical world. But I'm talking about today, faith as an unseen reality, the things that are not seen, but they are real. The things that we cannot feel, we cannot touch, we cannot taste, you know, we cannot hear, that they exist out there. Now, I believe that when God created human beings, we were first spiritual before we were made physical. Now, that's a whole teaching entirely. When God says, let us make man in our own image, after our own likeness, that is the time I believe God created Adam or created humanity. 
he created humans when he con conceptualized or envisioned, you know, human being. He says, let us make man in our own image, after our own likeness. And that happened. That man is in the spirit realm. You know, what we saw in Genesis uh, um, chapter 3, when it says, you know, and God formed man out of the dust of the earth. That was not when he created man. That was the formation of the physical aspects of human beings. That was when we were created to exist in the physical plane. That human beings have been created to exist in the spiritual plane before we ever, you know, came into reality in the physical plane. When God made us from the dust of the earth and he breathed into our nostrils and we became living beings. That wasn't where, when we were created. That was when we became a being that exists in the physical plane. Now, like I said, that's a whole teaching entirely that we were made as a spirit being. Every human being is first a spirit being before he is a physical being. Now, the birth that, you know, that happened to us, that when we were born into this world, that was not when we were created. That was when we were given the license. <laughs> I love that word. The license to exist in this plane of existence. We got that body from our parents, you know, through birth. Notice Jesus says that if you are born of water and not of the spirit, speaking of the natural birth, you are born of, you know, water, you know, between a man and a woman. That, that embryo was formed, you know, from man's biological makeup. That was not the creation of man. That was just a body being given to us to function here on this earth. You know, that we were first spirits before we became anything in the physical plane. Now, let me look at 2 Corinthians. When Paul began to talk about these two spheres of existence, you know, Paul said, we, for we live by faith, not by sight. I love those words. Right now, I could see you know, a contrast of two different spheres of existence. For we live now by two different way of existing, by two different way of accessing, you know, life. One by faith and the other by sight. Now, when we say we live by faith, we're talking about a life that is based not on seen realities, that is based on unseen realities. When we say we live by sight, it means it is based on seen reality. Notice the word sight. Speaking of what, what we can see, what we can touch, what we can feel. Now, Paul is saying here, for we live by faith, not by sight. I love that word because it's a huge challenge for us all that we are called to live not only on the basis of what we can see, smell, hear, taste, or feel, but on the basis of, you know, what we believe God has done for us already. That is not seen in the physical, but they exist in the spiritual. I love how it's, it is put in the New Living Translation. It says, for we live by believing, not by seeing. We live by believing, not by seeing. Two ways of living. You know, I'm challenging myself right now. I would rather live by believing, not based on what I see. What I see may not be encouraging. What I see may not really make me feel like I'm making any progress in life. But that's not 
you know, the real reality. It's a physical reality that is not the real reality. The real reality is what I cannot see that is happening around me. And I have to believe that, that there is progress, whether it is happening in the physical or not. But progress is definitely happening because it starts from the spiritual before it shows up in the physical. Now, I remember what Paul said when he was praying that prayer for the church in Ephesians. Sorry, in Ephesus. He says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. I love that word, Ephesians 1 verse 3. You know, the kingdom says we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. But I love the tenses, I mean, the tense in which Paul put it. He didn't put it in the present tense or in the future tense, but he put it in the past tense. It's, which means that he's not telling us that God is going to bless us, or God is blessing us right now. <laughs> of course, he is. But he's actually making, he's uh, actually reporting something that has happened. He says, for God, who is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, has blessed us, has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenlies. I strongly believe that we as believers has been blessed by God already. And this happened in Christ Jesus, not in anything we have done. But the blessing of God has already happened as a result of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. So that blessing has been confirmed on us when we open our hearts and accepted Jesus Christ into our lives you know the blessing of God became a reality in our lives but the thing is here notice one thing that this blessing is not in the physical realm this blessing is not anything we can see around us it is a spiritual blessing but it is in the unseen realm I hope we get that it is in heavenly places it is not in the realm that we are used to, not in the realm that we are taught how to live, how to speak, how to move, how to access the world around us, but a realm that we are not often taught about. Have you noticed that no one teaches you about the unseen realm in school? We oftentimes learn things here in life, but they are all about the physical realities. We have not really been very well taught about unseen realities. And I think that it's only the Bible that seems to uncover that aspect of, you know, human life here on the earth. I don't know why we, we haven't really emphasized that so much, but I want to believe that that must have been hidden from humanity because that is where everything God did lies. That is the best place for them to be because no moths, <laughs> no rusts, can affect them. They are, it's the, they are in the safest realm entirely. You know, Jesus says, the thief doesn't come, but he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now, where does that happen? It happens in the physical realm, what we can see. And that's why we are warned of definitely that in this world, whatever you have, you know, uh, cannot go anywhere with you. You are born into this world naked, naked, you will leave this world. You will leave everything behind. Because they only exist here in the seen realm, but your life is way much more beyond the seen realities. 
you know so paul making this prayer here actually went beyond what we can see you know and opens our eyes into what we you know have been blessed with that they are stored in the heavenly realms so our responsibilities as christians you know is to bring this unseen reality into visible manifestations in our lives all the blessings we've been blessed with it's our responsibility to bring them to visible manifestations in our lives and that's where the word faith come into play that we have to exercise our faith you know on, on something we have to exercise our faith on god's word which is the substance of things not seen it is the evidence of the things I mean, of the things that we, we cannot see with our eyes as the writer of hebrews says in hebrews chapter 11 he says faith is the substance of things hoped for notice things hoped for are things always in the future you know it is not it is it is not a reality right now in the present it is always in the future when we speak about hope and then it says it is the evidence of things not seen speaking of the unseen right now the evidence of an unseen realm is faith faith on what not faith in the world but faith in god's word which substantiates the unseen realm for us which brings the unseen realm to a substance where we can access and believe so we can walk in that reality wow this is interesting right now you know and in psalms the writer actually begin to say this i believe the writer of psalms i mean this is david speaking right now really transcend or transport himself into this realm where he began to speak words that are really way beyond his time you know he says in psalms 27 verse 11 he says teach me how to live O lord lead me along the right path for my enemies are waiting for me do not let me fall into their hands for they accuse me of things i have never done with every breath they threaten me with violence and in verse 13 what I, yeah, I want to stress on he says yet i am confident i will see the lord's goodness while i am here in the land of the living wow that's powerful you know look at it two contrasts here david was having a huge time of distress his, his enemies, of course, we know who his enemies was in the Bible. We know it was Paul, I mean, sorry, Saul, who threatened the life out of him for many years, you know, trying to eliminate him because of, you know, the tussle for leadership. But here he was saying, look, they do not even let me, he says, Lord, do not let me fall into their hands. That was his prayer. He was having a hard time in life. His physical reality was tough he says with every breath they threatened me with violence he couldn't see anything good in the physical world around him his world was terrible filled with you know so much grief and so much dangers all his life he suffered that but yet he said this i love the way he puts it he says yet i am confident what is his confidence here he says i will see the lord's goodness while i am here in the land of the living now if i may paraphrase this verse 
verse 13. I'll put it this way. Though life is not happening well for me right now, though my life is filled or, you know, bamboozled by the violence that rages, you know, in the, life, in the world around me, yet I'm confident that I will focus and see the Lord's goodness, which is in the unseen realm, why I'm living here in the seen realm. I don't know if that makes sense. I will set my eyes on the unseen realm while I am still here on the seen realm. While I live in this life where it is a physical plane, I will set my eyes. Notice what I said about last week, the mindset. I will switch. I will make that paradigm shift in my way of thinking and focus my heart on the unseen realm where the blessings of God are stored for me and I will bring that into visible manifestation in my life by believing that they are real and they are mine to live by. That's powerful. That's what I believe God is teaching us by teaching, you know, by getting us to focus on the unseen realm rather than believing everything we see in the seen realm. Of course, we, we, have, you know, we, are, we are trained to believe things in this life, and some of them are okay, they are good. But I'm saying today that the world that is in the unseen is way more powerful than the world in the seen realm. In fact, I'll put it this way. Everything we see in the physical plane, in this life that is physical, actually are a result of what has already taken place in the spiritual realm. Nothing happens in the physical world right now that has not first crystallized in the spiritual realm. And that's the word for someone to take. Now, if I may back up to I mean, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7, when we talked about Paul saying we will live by faith and not by sight. Now, I believe something here, that God blessed us with the gifts of the five senses. I believe that. The uh, five senses is a blessing from God. What we see, taste, hear, smell, or feel is a blessing from God. It was given to us to help avert dangers in the physical world. I believe that. Of course, those, those, those senses are like, you know, uh, die. When we, you know, smell something bad, we have to run to safety. You know, when we hear a loud bang behind us, we have to take cover. You know, when we feel so much pain in our bodies, we have to, you know, pay attention and see what is wrong and then seek solution. Those are really a good thing. It's a blessing for us. But the five senses are simply only the function of our mortal bodies in this physical world. Notice I say that we were first spirit being before we are mortal being. But those are just meant to access or to, to help deal with the life around us through our mortal bodies. But I believe we should, you know, not walk on the basis of those physical realities only. We may walk by them, but not walk by them only. We do not deny their existence, but there is an invisible world out there. Let's not forget it. You know, the world says this, and I'm sure you must have heard about this, you know, times and again. It says, seeing is believing. That's what the word says. Seeing is believing. But I believe the Bible reverses that order. You know, it says, 
we just don't believe because we see you know or rather we just don't um, we don't we don't see to believe rather we believe to see we believe first so that we can see i love what you know that psalm 27 says you know there's a different translation that says i would have despaired unless i had believed that i would see notice believed comes first before seeing i had believed that i would see of the lord's goodness in the land of the living that's a different paraphrase from the Berean Bible that we read before in Psalm 27. So you could see that the Bible is changing the order that it's not just seeing is believing, but believing is seeing. In believing God's word, in believing what God has said he would do, I am opening myself to a reality that is unseen. But I'm walking in that reality and I'm bringing that reality into the visible plane where we are living in amazing scriptures I love the conversation between Jesus and Thomas it again highlighted this thing I'm trying to explain to us about the unseen realm and the seen realm believing only because you see or rather seeing because you believe you know Thomas if I, if I could read a scripture you know or rather just talk about it Thomas was one of the 12 disciples of Jesus, you know, and there was something that happened. It says that at the time Jesus appeared to the disciples, Thomas was not there. He was absent, you know, and he was told by other disciples that they have seen the Lord. But Thomas refused. In fact, he says, unless I see the nail marks on his hands, and put my finger where the nails were, and put my hands into his side, I will not believe. Notice what is playing out here. Unless I see his optical vision, and put my hands where, you know, put my hands of my fingers where the nails were, feelings, and put my hands by his side, you know, emotions and all that, I will not believe. Thomas was filled with the physical realities and based his belief system simply on that. Now, a week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was at this time with them. Now, though the doors were locked, and then Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas at this time, Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands? reach out your hands and put it into my side and then he said to him stop doubting only believe now and then thomas said to him my lord and my god notice the first time jesus was acknowledged by him as his lord and at the same time his god that is not a word that a typical jew will use address Jesus at that time because they don't equate him as God in their day that is the first time that word my Lord and my God was used but then Jesus actually threw a rebuke to him he says look because you have seen me you have believed but here's the deal blessed are those who have not seen and yet they believe 
You see, the blessing of God in our lives is necessarily not based on what we see to believe. It is based on what we believe to see. And that's what I believe Jesus was teaching them here, that for you to access the glories and the blessings of God in your life and see them manifesting in your life, you have to believe them to experience them. Your believing them, acting in, in faith, is actually transporting you into that realm of unseen realities where we you know, bring those realities into visible manifestation in our lives. That's what I actually see here in terms of faith being an unseen realities. A way to access the unseen realm and bring it down to the seen realm. Amen. This is just so powerful today. I'm actually so blessed talking about this. Now, I think about the writer of Hebrews when he began to talk more about faith. Now, he began to list, you know, the what we call the um, hall of faith. Men who acted in faith and they were listed in this, you know, hall of fame of faith that the writer talked about. In verse 27, he said something, or rather, I will just start reading from verse 23. You know, he was speaking about Moses here. He says, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that the child was beautiful and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Now, what I see here is not that they were looking at the physical, you know, attributes of the child that makes it beautiful. You know, I believe that's the way the translators put it and put it. And put it. But it says that they hid him for three months because they saw now they saw something in that child that is just different they saw that that child has a destiny that they cannot place their hands on not just necessarily that the fact that he was beautiful it, he was still an infant when they when they saw that but they were seeing something different i'm sure that at that point in time they were you know they were actually face to face with an unseen realities in the life of this child and that occasioned the decision they took based on that child. And it made them to not be afraid of the king's edict. Because at that time, Pharaoh has actually issued a decree that every Hebrew son must be killed. Now, in verse 24, it says that by faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now, you could see what is playing out here. Now, Moses did not grow up with his parents. Now, how this story played out, it so, it, it so happened that Pharaoh's daughter saw him, you know, in the, in the river and picked him up and then took him to the, to the palace. And that was where he grew up. So he actually did not have access to his parents for, for many years, except that, you know, or rather, okay, let me, let me put it this way. He did have access to his mother because somehow God orchestrated it that Pharaoh's daughter handed a child to his mother to take care of him. But there was something Moses saw here. He said he never considered himself as part of Pharaoh's court by faith. And I believe that was really what happened with him. Something was plain out here that even though he grew up in a palace, he refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter. In verse 25, of Pharaoh's daughter, yeah. In verse 25, it says, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. 
he considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures or the treasures of Egypt. For he was looking to the reward. Now notice the words here again. He was looking to the reward. The reward was not physical, it was spiritual. It was looking to the reward. So he did not consider the reproach of Christ or the glories of the palace greater than what God has put on the inside of him. And then in verse 27, which is really where I am driving at, he says, by faith, he left Egypt. Now, Dan, that didn't sound like something that actually transpired. Because if you understand the story very well, when Moses killed one of the Egyptians, words reached Pharaoh that Moses has committed murder. And Pharaoh tried to actually kill him. He must have had several trials to kill him, but he could not. You know, so Moses fleeing Egypt wasn't because he was afraid. Because here is what, you know, the writer of Hebrew actually wrote here. It says, by faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. So it wasn't because of fear that he left. He left by faith. Now, look at the word here. For he endured as seeing him who is unseen. That's where I'm going. For he endured as seeing him who is unseen. Moses was busy focusing on the unseen reality. He was seeing him that is, un that is unseen. So his actions were based on the fact that he was accessing the unseen reality. He believed things that others could not see. And what's the secret there? Faith. Faith. So faith is what I would charge us with in this teaching. That to access the unseen reality, we need to act or rather to walk by faith. As Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 8. Verse 7, walk by faith and not by sight. Walk by faith, a way to access the unseen reality, where we believe what God has spoken concerning us, even though they don't appear to be like that in the physical, but the word of God substantiates that for us. Give us the title deeds to those things that are unseen, so that we can walk in that reality. You know, faith is not a blind leap into the future. Like, you know, we've grown up to believe. You want to act in faith? Just throw yourself into, into it. Name it, claim it, blab it, blab it, grab it kind of a thing. That's really not what it is. So that's not what I'm saying here. Faith is actually seeing something that is not seen. Man, that sounds like out of, out of this world. Seeing the unseen. Now, to walk by faith, you must actually be acting on a revelation of God's word, something that you have seen in God's word, not just something that you called up, you know, from somewhere. And that's why we'll, I'm, I'm very careful to, to just not end up saying, change your mindset, just think positively. That's not all there is to it. Changing of, ch changing of mindset doesn't necessarily mean positive thinking. For me, it means a faith dimension where we change the way we perceive or the way we see the world around us. 
when the world sees everything crashing, we are looking at the unseen. We are walking in a reality that the world cannot actually access. It's a revelation, to be honest. But that comes from studying or from reading God's word, where we begin to see all that God has spoken concerning the unseen realm. And we begin to walk in that reality. That's what I'm seeing here right now. Now, I remember exactly Jesus' experience, you know, in the grave of Lazarus. In John chapter 11, verse 39 to 40, I guess. You know, when Jesus got to that place, he said something. He says, remove the stone. And Martha, the sister of, 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 of Lazarus, actually fired back. He says, Lord, by this time, there will be a stench. It should be smelling. The corpse should have been smelling, for he has been dead four days. Now, I like the way the, um, the writer puts it, put this out, because it actually explains science. Now, science believes that after three days, the corpse, you know, begin the process, begins the process of decay. So by this time, Lazarus' dead body has begun to decay. So that was where Mary was coming from. He says, Lord, by this time, there should be a stench. There should be, you know, a putrefying smell coming out from the grave because he's been dead for four days. But then, this is where I'm heading. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you, if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Wow. Isn't this exciting? If you believe, you will see the glory of God. Now, let me kind of wrap it all here as a conclusion. That to see God's glory in your life, to see the blessings of God in your life, to see all that God has done for you working in your life, there's something we have to do. Believe them. And to believe these things is to come from the place of the revelation of God's word where you see those things, where those things have been told us and you believe that they are real. When you believe that these unseen realities are real in your life, you begin to see these things happening in your life. Right now we are in the process of planting a church right now here in, in, in Canada in the Hamilton Mountain area. Now. The way things happen most times, it doesn't look like everything is progressing or something is happening. But that's the same reality. That's what people can see. People cannot see anything happening right now because we've not started public services where people can come to church and all that. We're still in the process of making this happen. But one thing is sure. The very day we conceived this idea, God began to build his church and he actually begins the process of putting things into place now all we have to do is to believe all that God has spoken concerning us where he says I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail so we just have to stick our minds to this truth that Jesus himself will build his church, not us, but he is the builder 
we are just co-laborers. Our job is to continue to believe. And when we continue believing this, we shall see God building his church. And the fruits will be evidence to everyone. And this relates also to other aspects of your lives. In your marriage, in your in your marriage life, in your marriage um, lives, in your career, in your academics, in your relationships with people. What is it that you believe? If you base your decisions or your responses to life only, you know, on the basis of the seen reality, we limit ourselves. But if we break out of that, you know, end and open our hearts to what God has said concerning us, and we begin to walk in faith, believe in them, we are accessing the unseen realities. And by that, we are bringing those things that are unseen into visible manifestations in our lives. Healing, deliverance, salvation, divine lifting and prosperity. All these are things God has blessed us with. What do we believe? We don't have to believe based on, believe only on the basis of things that are visible or physical around us. We believe that what God has spoken concerning us are real and we stand by that and we walk from that perspective. Again, I'm using the word perspective. And that is what I believe about faith as an unseen reality. I want to challenge us today to begin to access those things that are unseen from God's word and you will begin to see the glory of God in your life such a powerful message today i want to stop here today and i hope to meet you again sometime next week god bless you and i hope you have a great day thank you thank you for listening to today's teaching we hope you were blessed and are refreshed as you listened if you're considering supporting mountain springs church in any way by giving prayers or being a part of our launch team please contact us at info at mountainspringschurch.ca or follow us on Instagram or Facebook at mountainspringschurchca. Thank you for listening today and God bless you.